Have you or a loved one tested positive for COVID-19 during the past five days? Those 18 and over may be eligible to take part in a clinical trial for a possible COVID-19 treatment. There's a clinical trial located nearby, and participation is voluntary. You may stop at any time. Participants will receive study-related care at no cost. To learn more, call 1-855-221-3671. You're listening to Empowerment and All That podcast, your favorite podcast for women's empowerment hosted by Rita Bautista. It's time to be reminded of the authority of your inner goddess and elevate the power within. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of Empowerment and All That, your favorite podcast for female empowerment. Today, I have a special treat for you guys. Stephanie Osborne, CEO of Lead Meditation and Guide for Meditate New Orleans, joins me today as we talk about the power of meditation. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited about this episode. It's awesome that both of us find so much um, enjoyment out of meditation. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm a meditation guide in New Orleans. I've been studying meditation since I was 15 years old, and I've studied throughout high school and college, and I eventually started guiding my family and friends. And now I am a meditation guide. What would you say a meditation guide does in particular? Okay. So a meditation guide holds a space for people to be in the present moment. And sometimes that's through silence and sometimes that's through verbal guided meditation. Um, and it's really about creating an atmosphere that allows people to be in the present moment. How I met Stephanie, she was actually one of the reasons why meditation has now become a regular part of my day and my life. If you're ever in New Orleans and you stop in to see her, you guys are in for a fabulous treat because Stephanie has such a like soft, sweet voice and is able to really bring you to that place of peace while you're listening to her help you calm yourself down and be really present in the moment. So I want to thank you for that, that special, that special, um, you know, just giving us that, that ability to do that. It's, it's so empowering, you know, thank you so much, Rita. How did you get started in meditation? So I was a student at New Orleans Center for Creative Arts. They call it NOCA. Um, it's like mm -hmm. the fame. If you've ever seen the TV show fame, I'm a live forever. It's like that school. And, mm -hmm. um, and so in theater, there were several different classes. One of the classes was body movement. And at the end of the movement class, we would always have a meditation, a guided meditation. It was so good. It actually led me to take yoga in college and then yoga and meditation throughout my college and throughout once I even graduated, I was still studying it and using it with my kids and with my family members and friends. 
And it's just been Mm -hmm. so helpful. Speaking about family, how did your family feel when you started your process of meditation? You were Christian at the beginning, correct? Right, right. And, Mm -hmm. um, but you can be a Christian and still practice meditation. So a lot of people associate meditation with Buddhism because it stems from the Hindu and Buddhist culture. However, Mm -hmm. mindfulness and meditation is really about being in the present moment. So John Kabat-Zinn, the creator of mindfulness-based stress reduction, he says that mindfulness is the awareness that arises when you pay attention to the present moment like right now, on purpose and without judgment. And it's a beautiful thing. It has nothing to do with what you believe. It's just about being in the moment. And even in, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but even in Christianity, they say that when you're praying, you talk to God. When you're mm-hmm. meditating, God is talking to you. Oh, wow. That's such a beautiful saying. Yeah. It's it's very interesting because, you know, um, you're African-American. My mm-hmm. parents are Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so for, I know for my culture, mm-hmm. for sure, like when you start talking about meditation and they start, they start associating it directly to mm-hmm. Buddhism, it's almost like you're pulling away from the culture that you were mm-hmm. raised in. And it's like, you, you get this backlash. Did you receive any backlash from the community when you first started on your journey? Oh, definitely. Because people don't really, a lot of people don't understand what meditation is. So um, it's weird to some people, but once you explain it and they experience it, it's like a shift. Mm-hmm. And then they become advocates. But it depends. Mm. It really depends on what you guide. So, for example, if I guide someone who's like a hardcore Christian, um, um, Baptist person, you know, like people that Mm -hmm. are Baptist and um, Pentecostal Methodist, sometimes they speak in tongues. So I would not do a primordial sound meditation, which is using Sanskrit, because it's Mm. a Sanskrit mantra, but. I wouldn't use that with them to start because repeating a mantra from another language might be intimidating. So I would start with mindfulness. And then after they learn to trust me and know and and really allow me to explain what primordial sound meditation is, then we might go into that. But even then, sometimes people say, I'm not going to say something I don't know, but they'll, they might repeat a mantra in English the only problem with that is when you repeat a mantra using words that have a meaning, then it shifts your attention to the meaning instead of the vibration of the mantra. I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's like almost shifting your mind to continue thinking versus detaching from thought, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So what types of meditation do you teach? I offer mindfulness meditation and also uh, primordial sound meditation, and that's from Deepak Chopra. So if you've ever heard of transcendental meditation, Deepak studied transcendental meditation, and then he created his own Sanskrit-based primordial sound meditation. And um, it's the difference is that with mindfulness, you bring yourself back to the present moment by focusing on your breath and your body Um, awareness of your body. And with Mm -hmm. primordial sound meditation, you bring yourself back by focusing on a 
Sanskrit mantra as an anchor. So you, every time you notice that you're thinking, then you start reciting your mantra silently to yourself. So those are the two that I offer. Mm -hmm. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> um, well, I've been on two retreats, two silent retreats. Well, actually three, but I've been on two different types of silent retreats. One was primordial sound meditation and one was mindfulness. The one for primordial sound meditation, I came back singing. It was such a beautiful experience, um, but there was talking in between. So that's the disclaimer. I don't know what it would be like if I weren't talking. Um, when I came back mm -hmm. from the mindfulness meditation uh, retreat, it was a completely silent retreat. So I didn't talk for a week. And so there was, when you're not talking, to other people, then there's no grasping and rejecting. You know, you're not like reaching for other people's ideas and opinions or rejecting their ideas and opinions. And so um, there was more inward inner work, which caused me to be more emotional, but I got more insight. So I think that both of them are good. Both, both of them are beneficial. And I could, I think that I always go back to mindfulness because it's easy throughout the day, I think, to focus on your breath. You even notice like if you're stressed, you take this deep breath, sometimes unintentionally, but you take it. And then when you release, it's like, oh, you must be stressed. Have you ever done that? Like took a breath? Yes, regularly. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize, whoa, yeah. I must be stressed out because why am I breathing like this? You know, like you can hear you go yourself go, oh, you know, like, oh, but that felt good, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the stress kind of leaves the body through the breath mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. And it doesn't take it all away, but it does give you a, like, it's almost like your body telling you it's time to reset. Yeah. It gives you a moment, mm -hmm. a moment yeah. of awareness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So, so since we're talking about the power of meditation, what do you think has been the most powerful lesson you've learned through your practice of meditation? The most powerful thing that I've learned through meditation is that the answers are in the silence. Meditation, I can tell you a few things, but meditation really helps improve your intuition. And the thing is, the more you meditate, the more aware you become. However, sometimes you get busy and then you stop meditating. And then mm -hmm. you realize that the things that were coming easy to you before aren't as easy. For example, I naturally have high anxiety, but when I meditate mm -hmm. every day, my anxiety is so reduced to the point where there really is no anxiety. And then, so after a while I might say, oh, well, I'm so busy, I don't have time and I'll I'll do this later. And then what eventually happens is, you know, my husband might say, um, when was the last time you meditated? And I'm like, why? Because like, <laughs> you're, you're being kind of, you know, you're poking at things and, you know, you're, you're seeming anxious or irritated. And I just don't get that way with when I meditate consistently because I'm way more conscious. I'm able to articulate my perspective 
from a more loving way, you know, from a more loving place. And, um, and I'm able to hear people um, fully without the inner dialogue, you know, so, so Mm -hmm. much is going on when you meditate. It just keeps you in this. Well, do you, do you smoke? No. Marijuana. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, when people smoke, sometimes people that have high anxiety use an indica um, marijuana so that they can even themselves out and be like really um, calm and cool. But the thing is, it's dependent. And I'm not judging anybody Mm -hmm. for smoking um, because some people need it, um, especially people with PTSD Mm -hmm. and cancers. But um, but mm-hmm. you you need it in order to be there. But when you meditate consistently, it keeps you there. And that, I think, is one of the biggest benefits of meditation, that you don't have to take something in that moment. Because if you mm-hmm. meditate every single day in the morning for like 20 to 30 minutes, then it carries you. Every It starts mm-hmm. being this... Um, So Deepak Chopra talks about this gap and the gap is the space between your thinking. It's this, your breathing becomes shallow and you're fully in the present moment. And the more you meditate, the more you experience that gap in your daily life. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing that keeps you at ease. Um, So, you know, like I said, marijuana does help for some people, but it's, it has to be accessed. And the thing is with meditation, it's free and it's always accessible. And that's the thing I just love about meditation. Mm-hmm. What would you tell the person? Cause I'm sure you've heard these people, the naysayers who are always like, well, I don't have time to sit down or um, how do I sit still for so long? Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I, cause I remember, I think one of the funny things is like when I first started practicing, I wanted every single person under the sun to do it with mm-hmm. me too. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, no, you have to see, it's like this feeling and you're absolutely right. It feels like you're just like on this peaceful high that yeah. nothing else can replace, right. you know? And, and then it would always be that naysayer who's like, well, I can't sit still mm-hmm. or, you know, a th- you know, 20 minutes, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks that you just have to start with this massive amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like everyone starts at a different space. But yeah, what, what do you normally tell those that because I'm sure you hear it a lot from from everyone who's like, oh, I don't, I don't have time for that. Well, what is your rebuttal for that? Okay, mm-hmm. so I say that you can do it now. Some some of my clients outside of the thir- the one hour meditation at the gallery, um, throughout the week, they might like just get in their car and take a breath. And so I'd suggest that you can download Insight Timer or go on YouTube and just pull something up. You can use it to go to sleep. You can use it um, when you get in your car. You can even use it. Mindfulness is just about being aware of whatever you're doing in the moment. So you can take a glass of cold water and put the rim of the glass on your bottom lip, feel the coldness on your lip, the hard glass on your lip, and then slowly put the cold water in your mouth. When the water's in your mouth, you just feel the cold water, don't swallow. Just feel it on your tongue, on the roof of your mouth. And then when you choose to, you make a conscious effort 
to swallow the cold water. And when you swallow it, you feel it going down your throat all the way to the bottom of your belly. And when you feel it in your belly, you take another sip. It's a beautiful experience in present moment awareness. So I've seen you do this on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like one of the most powerful things is to actually hear you talk about it and see you do it as well. And you're almost like savoring the water at the same time and being yes. present in that moment. Yes. Um, and what you call those like your mindful moments or. Yeah. And you just gave me an idea to do that again. Cause I haven't done that in a while. Um, but I love that one specifically to do the sipping of the tea. So it can be hot or it can be cold, but doing that really just brings you in the present moment. Thich Nhat Hanh says, so Thich Nhat Hanh is a, a meditation leader in the world. And he talks about eating an apple, like really savoring the apple, you know, holding it, feeling the how hard it is, looking at the color, the dents in the apple. You take a bite, you chew it, you chew it until you can't chew it anymore. And then you choose to swallow it. It's it's just a nice experience. Have you done it? Um, not the apple per se, but the water I have practiced it in the past. Nice. And I think one of the most beautiful things about that though, it really just helps you clear your mind of the clutter for like one yes. minute, you know, clear your mind of like everything that's going on. We are so, um, caught with so much, so many things daily trying to get our attention and not, not a lot, not enough of the content that we're getting. Hey, you know, give it a second, just breathe. It's okay. Yeah. You know, just give yourself a second to be present in that moment. And I think those are those moments that are so important, like for you to savor something as simple and as pure as water Mm -hmm. and take that and really give yourself the opportunity to meditate. And I thought it was just like one of my favorite things to, to watch you do. And I know it sounds kind of funny, but it's like, we're so, we're so connected in this yeah, world now yeah. with social media mm-hmm. that, you know, just, you know, it definitely captures the mind when you're scrolling through and you see someone doing something like, you're like, wow, this, you know, I've been missing out on a lot of simple yeah. things. I think that's another thing that I love about meditation personally is just like, it reminds you that you're missing out on so much because you're going a thousand miles yes, an hour. Absolutely. Every single moment, there's something happening. And the more you meditate, the more you notice those moments. And that is irreplaceable, irreplaceable to be, the more you meditate, it also allows you to connect with other people. So you're able to be present, you know, because what does everyone want? They want to be seen, heard, and validated. And when you put your phone down and you look up and you make eye contact with someone when they're talking to you, it's just, and really hear them without the inner dialogue, you know, that's just such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. How long, I love that you brought up the word inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. How long did it take for you to be able to get in control of the inner dialogue? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm not. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so there are times when I sit down for meditation, I try to meditate every morning for 30 minutes a day. And I try, sometimes it's, I have a super busy mind and sometimes I just remember to constantly bring myself back to the present moment. So the thing is 
And the more you bring yourself back, the more you are able to slip into the gap. But the gap is such a short moment of fully present moment awareness. And then you notice you're in the gap and then you're out of the gap and you start thinking, oh, I was in the gap. So it's just, what was the question again? What do you say? Oh, uh, taming that, that the mind, oh, like busy being mind. able to, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, or and, the monkey mind, right? Yeah. The monkey <laughs> mind. And so a lot of people, th- I posted something recently about meditation and a lot of people were saying, I'm, I can't get my mind to, to just be still. I can't erase all my thoughts. And it's about not so much erasing your thoughts because you're living. So you're always going to have a stream of consciousness and a stream of thinking that'll come up. And so it's really about not so much erasing the thoughts, but noticing them. And when you notice the thought, It's remembering to bring yourself back by focusing on your breath or your mantra. So it's two words. It's noticing and remembering. Noticing the thought, oh, I'm thinking. Bringing yourself back, remembering to bring yourself back by focusing on your in-breath and your out-breath or your mantra. That is, that is a very good tool to use. So hard to remember. Yeah. (laughs) I, I'm like, I've been meditating now at this point in my life for about five, four or five years. Mm-hmm. And even I, you know, like I said, it's now become a routine as, as yours, not as like in the morning or whatever. I, I find myself getting to that point in the day when I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Or, oh, I need to do it now because I can myself at highest points of anxiety. And I'm, I'm glad that you were so open to talk about the fact that you have anxiety. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why meditation helped me so much mm-hmm. is because I was suffering through like depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and it really helped bring me back Mm -hmm. to center so but yeah even throughout the day once like you said earlier you know oh I haven't you know I haven't gotten it all together yet um it's it's very true of you know meditative practices if we could all sit there as a buddhist monk all day long right then we could get into it a lot easier but obviously There are a lot of other things we have going on. So for those moments that you get into the gap, it's just so important. It is. It is. It's so worth it to sit there. Sometimes it's it's worth it to sit there for 30 minutes just to get one or two moments in the gap. But you're we're going in the gap throughout the day anyway. We just don't notice it. But the experience of choosing to be in the gap by sitting in stillness is the beautiful thing, honoring your space and your time and your love for presence, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any stories that any of your students have shared with you about how meditation has changed their lives? Sure. I have one story of this lady. Um, her name is Claudia. And I'm sure she'll be fine with me telling this story. She went to the doctor and the doctor was taking her blood pressure and her blood pressure was kind of high. And she said, wait, let me take this again. I can breathe through this. And so she started slowly controlling her breath. And the nurse said, I'm literally watching your blood pressure lower. That was wow. pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And um, another person, uh, one of my girlfriends, she said that she was sitting at in the DMV and her blood pressure was rising. She was stressed out and she just started taking breaths in and out 
in and out and her broke I mean, and she just started feeling better. And um, people say all the time that since they've meditated, they just feel more calm. It, their whole mm-hmm. day is shifted. If you start your day in the morning meditating, the rest of your day is just like, it just goes so much more easy. You know, it's just, it's that it's medicine. You know, it's medicine. It really is. And it's that medicine that you don't have to, that you don't feel weird about afterwards or, you know, your body's not having a random reaction to. It's like your body's natural medicine. One thing um, I want to say is that when some people come to meditation, I say breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. But outside of that, we're really breathing in and out through our nostrils. But one thing that you should do or that you can do to help you not get dizzy because some people think they're supposed to breathe in and out through their in through their nose out through their mouth you breathe in and out through your nostrils but in between the breaths you hold your breath and that's a way to like slowly bring it in and when you can't bring in any more air you take one more sip of air and hold it for as long as you can. And when you can't hold the breath any longer, you slowly control your exhale out. And doing it in that way, it the pauses are the things that prevent you from hyperventilating, you know, or getting dizzy. Mm-hmm. So if you want to breathe in, you hold your breath, breathe out. And sometimes you can breathe in, hold your breath, breathe out, hold your breath, breathe in, breathe out holding breaths in between. Hmm. That's a, that's really good. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Cause yeah, there are those moments sometimes where you feel like you're like gasping for air. Yeah. 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 So Stephanie, you just had an expo for women in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Reclaiming the goddess within. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so Reclaiming the Goddess Within is a women's empowerment and mindfulness weekend. It's the first weekend in June. We have about between one and 200 women that come in and we have speakers, meditation guides, um, uh, motivational speakers, yoga instructors, self-healing authors, and they do talks and exercises around self-love, mindfulness, compassion, gratitude. And I'm also hosting a silent retreat in November. And that's going to be a week weekend long event from Thursday to Sunday. And it's going to be completely silent. And it's all centered around letting go of your need to control. Oh my gosh, I need that in my life. I unfortunately cannot make it to New Orleans on that weekend, but when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, I need that in my life. So how do you go about letting go of control through silence? Well, when you're in the present moment, you're only living in what is existing at this time. But a lot of the times when we have a need to control, you're constantly living in the future and there's anxiety and fear around the future. And so what we'll do is other than meditations and Uji, Qigong, yoga, and um, walking meditations and journaling, we'll also have talks every night 
about letting go of the need to control. And what does it mean to stand in your own personal space and hold your space and not use your power to externalize or project what other people are doing or what other people might say or feel, but instead just trusting yourself, leaning into your personal power. Wow. I feel like everyone who's listening probably should attend for sure. <laughs> Let's say somebody wants to get in touch with you if they're visiting New Orleans or if they live, live in New Orleans and they want to come by and see you or sit through one of your guided meditation classes. How do they get a hold of you? Okay, so they can go to MeditateNewOrleans.com or they can text me at 504-232-7530. The weekend, the Silent Women's Retreat is November 21st through the 24th, 2019. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. And um, so we host guided meditations at Terrence Osborne Gallery on Thursday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. And Thursday, and those are only $10. And then Thursday evenings at 5.30 p.m., those are free. And they're all about connections, self-love, letting go, and feeling amazing. I can definitely vouch for it. As I mentioned before, you guys, I used to go to her classes when I lived in New Orleans, so I felt the need to want to talk to her about the power of meditation on this episode because it's so, it's just been such an instrumental tool in general to help me calm my anxiety and so many other people who, as I was mentioning to Stephanie earlier, um, so many people who've actually started coming on to the show have talked about meditation and yoga and just kind of the ability to kind of let go for the second to fall into that gap, as you mentioned. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off on this episode? Oh, I just want to say thank you, Rita, for having me. This is so sweet of you. I love what you're doing. And there's a need for people just like you in this world and you're shining your light. I'm proud of you and namaste. Namaste. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me for empowerment and all that. You guys, if you would like to get a hold of Stephanie, I'll go ahead and put all this information in the show notes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, till the next episode, make sure to keep it positive or don't keep it at all. Thanks for tuning in to empowerment and all that podcast with your host, Rita Bautista. Want to help me grow the listener tribe? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Empowerment and All That. And remember, keep it positive or don't keep it at all. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance.